Hey guys, it's Ed. I'm coming to you live from the Drunk Gossip Studios here in New York City. And it is Thursday, February 28th. And it's been an incredible month. And there's so much more to come. Um, Will and I are finalizing production plans for next week. Um, he's encouraging me to try to record every day. Um, I don't know if I'm going to be able to. Again, I'm going to be on vacation. I do know at some point, um, Dave is going to be co-hosting with me. Hopefully co-hosting with me. Um, and we're going to do a whole episode of reality shows. Because he loves them and I hate them. Um... So, again, I'm I'm trying to work that in. I don't know if I'm going to be able to or not. Um, I'll probably know more um, on Sunday. Speaking of knowing more, Zachary Quinto and his boyfriend, Miles McMillan, have broken up. They were together for six years, and... Um, all their publicists said is that they amicably split up earlier this year. Now, as I just said, and there's a reason why I said the date, because I normally don't say the date to you guys. It's February 28th. We are two months into this damn year. Earlier this year is either February 27th, all the way back to January 1st. That's not a whole hell of a lot of time. Um, and and maybe they don't want to talk about the split, and I get that. But, I will say this. It would not surprise me to find out that they split after the holidays. Because that's when a lot of people do. Um, for those of you who don't know, for my day job, I do social media, um, work. Meaning, the ads you see on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, those are me. Um, I create them. And whatnot. Um, And I've done a lot of research for family law lawyers. And one of the things that comes up year after year without fail is that January, uh, January is known as divorce month. Because literally everyone is filing for divorce in January. Um, and January 15th is actually known as D-Day for a lot of, um, divorce lawyers, because that's usually when people, um, will go talk to their lawyers or hire lawyers. Um, so again, I would not be surprised if this happened. Maybe they thought they could make it through the holidays and try to work on the relationship, and that just didn't pan out the way they thought it would. Frankly, I don't know. Um... We can theorize all we want, but until they talk about it, we won't know for sure. I will say that Miles had up a picture of him and Andrew uh, Reynolds, and I got pregnant looking at that picture. Because Andrew Reynolds is looking at Miles the way I look at chocolate cake.
like, they might as well just hump right there. And uh, there's some speculation that that may be part of what led to their breakup because um, Zachary Quinto was not happy about it. And, I mean, really, who could blame him? You know, it's one thing if you're... It's one thing if your boyfriend is flirting or something. It's another if he's being eye-fucked by another guy. Like, no, not okay. Mm -mm. Um, You know, and and this is not to say for sure there's some sort of weird love triangle going on here. Because they're probably not, to be honest with you. It might have just been one of those things where, again, they had already decided to split, but wanted to hold out throughout the holidays. They were together for six years, so it would not be a a huge jump to say, oh, you know, we want to try this, you know, we want to try staying together until X, Y, Z. It also wouldn't be a surprise if maybe they just said, you know, this isn't working. Let's not do this anymore. Because they, Zachary Quinto definitely seems like the type who's just like very matter of fact. Like, okay, this isn't working. Let's move to the next phase. I don't think there's going to be much more to this story. Zachary is very, um, usually very private. But I'm going to keep an eye on any rumors or anything that pop up along the way. And I'm especially kind of curious about the Andrew Reynolds, Miles um, angle here. So I will let you know what I find out. And I will be right back. And I'm back. So, I've talked about being sick, um, working for the museum and whatnot, and, you know, people will often ask me, like, how did you do it, why did you do it, you know, like, why, why bother? Here is, here's what I found. It's not about what I what I find or whatever. Um, it, the reason why I did it is because I had to. Um, you know, I tried to power through. I tried to whatever, but it didn't work. I am no Selma Blair. Selma Blair was diagnosed with MS, though if you... Um, read Crazy Days and Nights. Um, Anti-Lawyer has suggested that it, that, um, at least part of this condition is, um, because of, um, drug use and other assorted maladies. But, um, falling back a bit... This is what we've discovered here. Uh, 
solo player is um she has been diagnosed with MS. That's not in contention. That's not even up for debate. And she has she made her first very public um appearance since the diagnosis at the Vanity Fair after Oscar party. Lovely, lovely gown. If you haven't seen it, just go Google it. I promise you, like, it's it's kind of artsy and out there, but it's so perfect for her. And she is rocking that cane. Like, that sounds very weird to say. And almost seems like, oh, like, why is he saying that? But no, she she really rocks the cane. Um, and then she gave an interview with um, Good Morning America yesterday. In which, you know, she basically talked about her diagnosis and, you know, what she sees happening going forward for herself. And it's, you know, it's all very standard. And I'm hoping that at some point I can get a Selma Blair, Busy Phillips sitcom. Because that would be perfection. Um, you know, actually, it it would just be so great. They're both such great actresses, and they're so underrated. And, um, I was just checking to see... I thought that they had a show together that didn't get picked up, but I must be wrong about that. Um, You know, I'm wasting all this time, and (laughs) there was an actual other point to this, which I'll get there in one second, but some player has been just so wonderful and um it's so wonderful and so gracious about just how she deals with this sort of stuff that it it's kind of hard to be her friend. Um, not that I'm her friend, I wish I was. Um, but Sarah Michelle Geller actually is. Um, if you don't know, Sarah Michelle Geller and some of Blair started in Cruel Intentions together. And I they won the um, VMA or the MTV um, the MTV Movie Award for Best Kiss in 2000. And they beat out a bunch of other people. Like a bunch of other hot kisses. And a lot of people were like, oh, they're exploiting the lesbianism or whatever, blah, blah. I just think that they won because it was a hot-ass kiss. And Cruel Intentions is one of my favorite movies. <laughs> so this is what Sarah Michelle Gellar had to say. 
When I have a cold, I want to hide from the world under my covers, but not Selma. She is facing this diagnosis the way she faces everything with with dignity, grace, and head on. I know the support and encouragement that she has received on this platform has truly been a source of strength for her. This is not an easy journey, but Selma will not let this define her. And... Um, Selma actually said, I love you so dearly. And, it, you know, even though they played rivals or frenemies um, and cruel intentions, it's just so great that they've kept this connection alive all this time. And, you know what, let's just go ahead and throw Sarah Michelle Gellar, even though she's a show killer, let's throw her into the show too. So, we have three top actresses. In a sitcom, making us laugh. It's like the Golden Girls, except they're not old yet. So I guess they would be Sex and the City, the new class. (laughs) I'm going to go and I'll be right back. And I'm back. So this is not a drunk writing segment, but I do want to just tell you this really quick antidote. I, you've all heard the song, All I Want to Do Is Make Love to You, by heart. Um, one, one day I was reading Challenge for one of the contests I, I used to enter regularly, and I happened to be listening to that song, and I wrote the story about, you know, this woman who has a one-night stand with this guy, whatever. I mean, literally, the plot line is in the song. And so I entered it, and I I won, surprisingly enough. Um, But so I really had a a little bit of a fondness for Hart. Um, I also wrote a um, story called Last Name, where basically someone wakes up doesn't know their last name because they got married in Vegas and they don't know who they married. Again, they won the contest it was entered in. And it just kind of added to this whole stretch of loving heart because their music inspired these stories. And, you know, just helped me feel good about my writing. So, I was kind of shocked, and I don't know how I missed this, but Anne and Nancy Wilson had a falling out. Now, it's, it wasn't like a falling out where, oh, you borrowed my dress and you ruined it, you skank. It was more along the lines of... Your husband meet my kids. I'm going to press charges against him. That sounds like a joke, but no, that's actually what happened. Um, Anne's husband, Dean Wetter, um, assaulted Nancy's 16-year-old twin sons in 2016. Um, He ended up pleading guilty, but Anne had attitude against her sister for pressing charges. 
and the band ended up breaking up in 2017. And somewhere along the way, they sat and talked and worked things out and reconciled. And they played a couple shows together, and then they agreed to do a tour with Cheryl Crow and all these other really hot acts. Um, so they so they made up, which is wonderful. Like, I kind of wish we could get into the inside story of what happened. Um, I'm trying to think of her name. Um, Olivia de Holland in. Um, this is why I get in trouble, guys. I you know. <laughs> Uh, Olivia Holland and her sister Jane something um Joan Fontaine we know that they had a public feud despite Olivia lying saying they never did because their feud was public <coughs> and me sneezing would it had to happen but otherwise this would not be a drunk gossip episode um, so I'm kind of wondering if we're ever going to get the deets on what happened between uh, um, Anne and Nancy. Like, I get it. You would be kind of upset if, if your sister pressed charges against your husband. But to break up a, a, a legendary rock band that still raked in millions and millions and millions of dollars every year. I don't know. It just seems a little strange to me. Um... Of course, you know, I think once you hit a certain amount of money, you just don't care anymore. My greedy ass is like, what do you mean I got $5 in my account? I can go get a Wendy's 4 for 4 meal. What up? <laughs> you all think I'm lying about that, but no. And this is not a sponsored post either. <laughs> so if you all go to Wendy's, you better tell them that I sent you. And that they need to be handing me over some advertising money. Um, no, but Heart actually, like, I'm glad that they got back together. They, I don't think they've recorded new music in a very long time. Um, but most of these bands don't. Um, Aerosmith is the only band, the only classic band that I know that was making new music. I don't know if they still are. I'm sure there are others, I just haven't heard about it because I don't care and I don't really look for that news often, to be honest. If something pops up, then I'll look, of course, but I don't go seeking it out. And speaking of seeking it out, I am seeking a break, so I will be right back. And I am back. So, this is a drum crazy. <laughs> Segment. I know the last one seemed like one, but no. Um, so, as I started to like trying to pivot in my career, trying to figure out where I wanted to go, what I wanted to do, one of the things I thought about a lot was um, doing licensed writing. What licensed writing is is basically if you see like a novelization of a movie. That's that's licensed writing. And I'm not talking like um, 
The Help or um, Hidden Figures. Those were books first and then became a movie. I'm talking about an original screenplay that they turned into a novel. Um, I'm trying to think of a... Like, if you go to Barnes & Noble or Books a Million or The Strand or whatever bookstore you're near... Um, You'll see a lot of, um, a lot of this, like, Godzilla. Even though it's based on the property, it's still an original screenplay because the story is being um, written for a new audience. Um, or, um, there's a lot of licensed Batman books out there. So, you know, I, I thought about it, and the, and Amazon used to have a section of um, self-publishing called Kindle World, which was basically, not even basically, it was fan fiction that you got paid for. Um, I don't know what happened, like, I don't know if it just ate itself, or if, um, you know, they just weren't making enough money, or what happened. But they ended up discontinuing it late last year. Which is fine, because I don't think... In in this case, it wasn't turning out quality work. But when, you, when you're writing for a licensed publisher... Um, you have to up your game. You have to be very, very good. And so, you know, I, I thought about doing that, because... A lot of it is just literally taking what's what's on or in the script and putting it in prose. And since I, you know, since I want to be able to do both, like take take the script, novelize it, and then take a novel and make it into a script, I was like, this would be great practice. I I've never actually done it. Um, because when I applied, they were looking more for original stories. Um, and, and with these, um, and you'll definitely see these with, like, um, Sherlock Holmes, which, um, for a while had a resurgence of popularity because of Sherlock and Elementary and all that. And there's a whole line of Elementary books out there that is just beyond comprehension. There's also a whole line of Murder, She Wrote books. Murder, She Wrote ended, God, like, at least 20 years ago. There's already been, there there were already two attempts at rebooting this thing. Um, But there's a whole line of cozy mysteries based around Murder, She Wrote. So... The other day I went to Barnes & Noble after dinner because I needed to get my steps in and, um, honestly it's a bookstore and I love bookstores. <laughs> and I discovered that they have, someone wrote, um, an updated Happy Days book. This is not a joke, this is true. The book is called Who Killed the Fonz? And when I saw it, I was a little bit confused. I was like, what the actual hell? Like, this doesn't make any sense to me. So, I, like, I read it. 
And at first I thought it was like a, um, a funny essay book or something. But no, it's an actual mystery fiction book using the characters from Happy Days. Um, Richie Cunningham, um, The Fonz, um, and two other characters who I cannot remember right now. No Joni, no Joni and no Chachi, but close enough. Uh, um, maybe they're getting their own, like, romance book or something. Um, but I was like, you know, I was just really surprised by this. Like, it is a very clever idea. That's the whole thing. I think that's why I was so surprised. Because sometimes these things can be cheeky and and bad, but sometimes they're really well executed. I didn't buy the book. Um... But like I read the I read the plot line and I really thought about it. I was like, "This is an interesting concept here." Like, you know, Happy Days is one of those shows that that's just always popular. So then I was thinking, well, like, what else could you use an update? And then I was like, it's so in my brain, I was thinking like, oh, I wonder like, could you do all? Um, either a cozy mystery series or a, a noir series with um, Gunter from Friends. Or um, you know, like I, I've had this idea for um, kind of a a, set, a satirical take on all these show reboots. Um, so in my, in mine, like, the show is being rebooted, and then, um, like, more of the noir and soapy elements from, from the shows that I'm thinking of comes into play. Uh, I don't know if I'm ever actually going to have a chance to write this, but it would be fun. And now that I'm looking to pivot once again into a new direction with my career, I'm looking at licensed content again and and just wondering, like, what have I got to say? Like, what is a beloved show where I can update and, like, bring a fresh perspective to it? And I do have a few ideas, actually. Um, And one of them, there's no way in hell that they would ever let me do this. But I will say this, um, I, like, I love Cozy Mysteries, and I want to pair a very famous sitcom with, um, and put her in a Cozy Mysteries series. Like I said, I don't, I, I know the company that owns the rights. I could reach out to them very easily and pitch this idea. I just don't think that they would ever say yes. But if they did, cha-ching. I wouldn't need to worry about that Wendy's money from the last segment. (laughs) Alright, I'm going to go and I'll be right back. And I'm back. So, we've all been talking about Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper. And their 
duet at the Oscars. Um, they performed Shallow together, their hit song. And when I say hit song, I mean, this thing is, a, I didn't realize how big it was, actually. Um, it was, like, Lady Gaga's first number one song in, like, three or four years. Maybe longer, actually, but... I mean, it was her first number one in a long time. Um, It's one of her most viewed videos. I I mean, I could go on and on and on here. It's kind of like my heart will go on. In that, it's a saying by a beloved pop icon. It's help the soundtrack sell more than like two million albums I believe and that's just the beginning which is just it blows my mind um so one of the things and I think um, either next week or sometime coming up soon. Uh, I, I think what I want to do is just do a really deep dive into Bradley Cooper's love life. Because it's, it's a fascinating look. Uh, but here's what I, here's what this, this segment's about though. Allegedly, Bradley Cooper wanted Gaga to fall in love with him because he wanted a more authentic movie. Now, I could, I, I can actually see this being true, not in a nasty, manipulative way, although um, Bradley has been accused of, of being um, very manipulative. But I can see it being true because it, you know, it kind of fits into the whole artsy-fartsy type, you know. Oh, everyone must believe that we're in love. Um, there's some speculation that this actually led to Gaga and her fiancé breaking up. Because, she, you know, Gaga's a performer and she... She just couldn't let go of this character that's in love with Bradley Cooper. And, yes, it did give me an idea for a storyline. I'm not even going to lie. Um, but, more importantly, like, remember, I don't, if you listen to the last episode, I talked about how they were going to keep this charade up because there was more money to be made, more elephants to sell, um, the movie was still in the theaters, which they're doing a new cut of the movie and getting it out to theaters um, this weekend. So, you know, a lot of times when I say something, it's I don't have insider knowledge, unfortunately, at least not all the time. In this case, it was literally just a shot in the dark, um, something that that the evidence tells me. And so I was like... When I read that the, that's what they were doing, I was like, son of a bitch. Of course they want to make more money. Um, 
And, you know, you have all these people blasting them, like, for their quote-unquote inappropriate chemistry. Guess what, bitches? Back the fuck off, okay? If someone has inappropriate or chemistry with someone else, that's none of your damn business. Unless you're fucking one of the two people. Mm-mm. No, sorry. Not your... Not your place to say anything. That's not to say that I approve of people being inappropriate. I mean, I do, but that's not what I was saying there. <laughs> no, um, you you don't know who you have chemistry with. You know, it sometimes takes you by surprise. I'm always surprised when I have chemistry with someone. Um, just because it's like. <laughs> Some people are going to say, like, oh, you're just saying that. No. I I just genuinely am. And when you're in a slow burn romance, it's... Anyways, <laughs> this is not about me. This is about Gaga and Bradley. Um, he wanted... He wanted it authentic for the movie. He wanted it to seem very real. And maybe he got more than what he bargained for because, you know, she is looking at him like he is chocolate ice cream. And, you know, there are already memes of their performance. Um, The best one that I've seen so far is... Me written over Gaga, and then a row of Thin Mints written over Bradley Cooper. And, OMG, yes, so much this. Um, so, I don't think that they're going to end up as a couple. I really don't. I think they're really good friends. Um, maybe one of them wishes they were more than that, but... I don't see that being a huge issue, to be honest. And that's going to do it for me for tonight. Thank you guys so much for listening, as always. Um, and hopefully I will have an answer for you as to what the production is going to look like next week. Um, but until we talk again, cheers. <laughs>